You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains. I hope it's your brains. Don't want it to go anywhere else. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back for another day on the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one sports daily local podcast network, and I'm in a better mood. No no easy way to say it. I'm, I'm in a better mood. Blue Jays won their second straight. They are continuously beating up on those... Little leaguers from Baltimore, I guess. I No one thinks they're a major league team anymore. But no, an 8-2 win last night. We are going to talk about Billy McKinney's big night in a, in the second segment. We're also going to preview today's game, which probably is going on right now as you're listening to it. You know, midweek day games. They're great. They're great. No one goes to them. So... That'll be fun. See if I'm right, basically, will be the third segment. But going to start last night's discussion with the big, at least from my perspective, big story from last night. And that's not the bombshell that was put on by the Blue Jays. No, it was a much-needed, necessary, quality start from one Sam Gavilio. Gavilio, much maligned, hadn't won in almost three months. It's going out there, had to be able to give something to the Blue Jays just to lighten the load on the on the bullpen. And like I know they have the off day coming up on Thursday, so they get some rest anyway, but they just needed something to hang their hats on, like a, a solid anything. Just go out there, pitch a quality start. That That's all. Just six innings, three runs. If you can do that, that'd be great. No, Sammy G went out there and delivered seven strong innings, scattered six hits and two runs, only walked one, struck out seven batters, which is awesome. Struck out Chris Davis three times, which Chris Davis got the old golden sombrero last night combination of Gavilio's work and then Jake Petrica coming in and just with a nasty screwball-like offering from Jake Petrica. We'll talk about him in a sec. But I want to focus on Gavilio. Gavilio did a great job in getting Baltimore batters to just chase whatever he was offering. He got 32 strikes either by swinging or looking. And when Sam Gavilio is able to do that, when he's able to work the corner, when he's able to to get batters to start fishing at his stuff, that's when he has a chance to be the most effective. Does it change who he is in, in the Blue Jays' perspective going forward? Not really. But Sam Gavilio being able to, to fool the Baltimore batters, being able to deceive them, like, like I said, Chris Davis looked absolutely foolish. As Chris Davis has wanted to do this year, that's what happens when you have a 163 batting average near the end of August. But 
Gavilio looks so much more in control. He he was putting his pitches where he wanted, and he was getting calls too. Home plate umpire Ryan Blakeney was giving Gavilio the outside edge. He was giving Gavilio those black pitches, which if Gavilio's not getting those from an umpire, it makes it a very long night for him as a pitcher. A long night for a lot of pitchers, really, but uh, Blakeney strike zone played to Gavilio's strengths, and he was able to use it against that Baltimore team and just thoroughly dominate them in a in a very impressive night pitching wise for the Blue Jays. And we said they wanted to to ease the load off the bullpen. Jake Petrica came out. He's usually been a multi inning guy, just kind of out there to soak up frames. But using him in the eighth inning last night, and it wasn't a close game, but using him and seeing what he can do in in that frame instance this is the time of the year when the blue jays are experimenting to see who's going to be back and contributing to this team next year and petrica is starting to show the form that he did when he was with the white Sox, which is again being that guy who just gets ground balls and, and can make batters look absolutely foolish at times and he had again that screwball Working that that pitch he threw to strike out Trey Mancini. I don't think I've seen movement like that from a right-hander in a while. And if Petrica has that dancing on people, then he can be very effective and and again work his way into the conversation if he doesn't get a contract elsewhere. Because the way Petrica's pitching, he could get that offer. He was on a minor league deal with the Blue Jays, coming off the injury plague season with the White Sox, so. Petrica might be looking elsewhere, but if the Blue Jays can bring him back, he might be another option, especially if he's asked to go one inning as opposed to soaking up multiple frames. And then another name we talked about for next year's bullpen, Justin Schaefer worked the ninth, worked around a a leadoff walk to Renato Nunez, but right after that, settled down. And like Petrica, he's able to get those ground ball outs. He made a great play on Tim Beckham to retire him but you know just weak ground balls to the infielder perfect beautiful stuff from justin schaefer and again he's he's worked his way onto this 40-man roster and he's working his way into the conversation for next year's bullpen which again the blue jays have their bats essentially identified i think you can basically build a starting lineup out of the prospects who have either made their debut this year or are coming up in the pipeline. So the important thing for the Blue Jays is going to be able to build that pitching staff, find those arms that they'll be able to use. And Justin Schaefer asserting himself the way he has in his brief time in Major League Baseball is, again, a great sign for the Blue Jays going forward. And that's all the Blue Jays are looking for is signs, signs of hope, signs of life, signs that there are better days on the horizon, even if they will struggle against teams that, you know, have good major league players on them and are not relying on waiver pickups to immediately start in left field. We see you, John Andrioli. But, no, it it's it's something that the Blue Jays can hold going into the future. And we're going to talk about another part of that future who asserted himself in a big way last night right after this. But first... Just want to let you know that Locked On NFL has become the Locked On NFL of experts. 
Matt Williamson hosts Locked On NFL. He has a brand new lineup for this season. Every Monday, he's going to have on local experts covering every team in the NFL. And then he's going to be joined by analysis like uh, Sage Rosenfels on Tuesdays. Going to be joined by Mike Renner on Wednesdays from Pro Football Focus. And then Mike Sando from ESPN is set to join on Thursdays. So be sure to follow Locked On NFL uh, on iTunes, on Google Play. Get set for the NFL season. It's coming around. I did an NFL draft last night. It went very well. Was very happy. Got Alvin Kamara in the first round. So, you know, satisfies my saintsness. So very happy with that. Subscribe to that on iTunes and Google Play to get that amazing content in your ears, just like we deliver here right after this. Okay, so the big story last night from an offensive standpoint, it it's difficult not to give it to Kendris Morales for another stellar performance, a 3-for-4 night with a home run for him. But the bigger story for the Blue Jays fans moving forward and what they want to see is one sniper, Billy McKinney. And I call him sniper. People have seen me call him sniper on Twitter. That is a nod to my youth in the basement in a Nova Scotia home watching Extreme Dodgeball on the Game Show Network. And the star of that show, at least in the first season, was a guy by the name of Tobias McKinney, who went by Sniper. He invented the suicide kill, where you would jump over the halfway line and just nail an opponent. You know, at that close range shot, that's kind of difficult to stop. So I I call him Sniper in a nod to that. We'll, we'll see. He might have a different nickname that we can use in the future. But for now, I call him Sniper. Hasn't really shown it off with his arm. Hasn't really gotten the chance, but last night he showed it off with his bat, and that was huge for the Blue Jays. A two-for-three night, three RBIs, two two runs scored, and that deep home run off of Ryan Meisinger, who, welcome to the MLB, Ryan. But, no, McKinney showed great maturity at the plate, especially late when he was able to coax that walk out of uh, Tanner Scott. Like, he's just showing the complete package as a player. And, like, he has the pedigree to be a big part of this Blue Jays' future. He, like, I, I love the fact that Brandon Drury came in that j Hap trade, but McKinney arguably has the higher potential out of the two. Drury's specialty is versatility, but McKinney was targeted by the Yankees for his ability to get on base, for his ability to adhere to those uh, three true outcomes, but he showed really good contact hitting skills last night. He was able to choke up on the bat, really shorten his swing, and just drive balls into the corner and drive balls out when he really needed to. So was was very happy to see that. And like I said, it's not unexpected for a guy like McKinney. He was a first-round pick in 2013 by Oakland. He's been a key part of trades for... Uh, he he was in the Addison Russell deal when Oakland traded him to Chicago. He was in the Yankees deal for uh, garbage person Araldis Chapman, who's included with Labor Torres and Adam Warren. So he's been a a tantalizing piece for years, but it's the where the Blue Jays are giving him that opportunity to do so. And as long as he continues to hit, since he's been called up from Buffalo, he's going to get in this lineup and. 
he's our he's already five for eleven as a major league player with the Blue Jays, and he's, his strikeout to walk ratio has been good so far. We'll see what happens when he faces good teams, but for now. In this small sample size, Billy McKinney's showing he deserves to be up, up for consideration in this outfield. And that makes things really interesting for the Blue Jays because all of a sudden, like we talked about sticking Teoscar Hernandez at DH. Um, if you don't make any trades, then you are looking at an outfield of Kevin Pillar in center field, Randall Gritschuk in right field, and then... That left field slot, if you don't play Teoscar Hernandez there, McKinney's asserting himself as the top option. And there's still guys in the minors as well, like Dwight Smith Jr. and Anthony Alford willing to fight for that spot and, and try and get into the picture themselves. And McKinney's taking the opportunity. He, he does have a little bit of a head start. He has a, a little higher pedigree. But he's taking the opportunity to kind of make claim to this position as it is. And that flexibility in the outfield really helps the Blue Jays in kind of building for next year and building what they want to do. If they can dangle a Dwight Smith Jr. or an Anthony Alford to try and get more pitching help, maybe maybe another good starter prospect, depending on how things shake out in the offseason. Again, that's only going to put the Blue Jays in a better spot moving forward. And you know, they, they might even be able to buy low on a couple guys. Like, I know the White Sox have had issues with Lucas Giolito since they acquired him in the Adam Eaton deal. Maybe they would be interested in getting a young outfield prospect to maybe uh, play with Aloy Jimenez. And, you know, is Anthony Alford intriguing in that instance? Maybe the Blue Jays are a bit more able to let go of Alford if McKinney is going to make this kind of progression, make this leap, and be... Someone who the Blue Jays can consider a stalwart at the corner outfield slot. So, it again, it's a small sample size for Sniper, but it's looking really good so far. Really excited for what McKinney can do. He's probably this year's to Oscar. He's probably going to go back down to Buffalo when some of the injuries uh, shake back out. If Donaldson wants to come back, McKinney and Urania are probably going to go. So, I, I'm really enjoying watching him in this time with McKinney and Jansen in there and with Lourdes Gurriel set to come back, hopefully against Philadelphia, we're going to start seeing more of these younger guys in the lineup. And I'm really excited for it. And I, I can't wait to watch Blue Jays baseball for the rest of the month. And I haven't said that all year. So that just tells you where we're at with guys like McKinney actually providing hope. So we'll preview tonight's game in a sec, but first uh, in addition to the fine Locked On NFL content that you get on the Locked On Podcast Network, we're also expanding with college shows. So launching soon are going to be shows for big-time programs like Alabama, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon. All are going to get the Locked On treatment. All are going to get daily podcasts delivered to you so you can get the inside scoop on whatever you need to know about the program and what it means going forward. So be sure to check on that wherever you get your fine podcasts. They're expanding out. Um, I know BYU is, is up in the top 200. So if you're in on the Cougars, you can check them out. Be sure to subscribe to whatever college podcast tickles your fancy. And it's not just football. You'll get basketball. You'll get other other track and field sports. You'll get all sorts of coverage from those people. So check that out 
on the Locked On Network. And we will check out tonight's game lineups right after this. Okay, so as I'm recording this, the game has started between the Blue Jays and Orioles, the series finale. Obviously, all eyes for the Blue Jays are going to be on Thomas Pannone, who's making his first MLB start. And I'm I'm not expecting a lot out of Pannone. He was serving as a reliever very recently. So if he can deliver a solid five innings, I would be more than happy with that. Pannone's looked confident in MLB level in, in the work he's done in relief. He's been very good. So I think he can have success against a team that's using the aforementioned John Andrioli at DH today. So Chris Davis earned himself a spot on the bench. That That is Baltimore. That you're paying Chris Davis nine figures. Um, so yeah, so Jansen is catching him today, which again we want to see Danny Jansen out there getting getting that work in. I'm I'm very happy that he is out there, and you know Billy McKinney's back in the lineup. He's leading off today in right field, so that's kind of exciting that McKinney's already earned that kind of trust. Um, Randall Grichuk's in and center field. Kevin Pillar is getting the day off, which probably for the best, considering how quickly he came back from that collarbone issue that almost killed him. So I'm fine with that. I'm I'm fine with this lineup. They uh, Gibby dropped to Oscar Hernandez down to seventh, probably for the best, as he tries to rediscover the stroke that made him so successful in the first half of the season. He's been lagging a bit behind, and plus this gives them the opportunity to see both young outfielders at the same time. So, uh, again, Russell Martin's at third base. Shock. That's the state of the Blue Jays right now, at least for the rest of the week. But, yeah. Uh, the big thing about the start is going to be how Thomas Pannone deals with this lineup. And, you know, not not the best of starts. Took eight pitches to get Cedric Mullins retired, and then he immediately plunked Jonathan VR. So you don't want to put a guy with 20 stolen base potential on for free. So a bit of a rough start for Thomas Pannone, but we will keep tabs on him moving forward because, again, he, he needs to try and assert himself into this rotation conversation. When, uh, when I appeared on... EJ's from the couch podcast yesterday and I was going through the options for that fifth rotation slot next year. I, I initially forgot Thomas Pannone because he had been working as a reliever. I, I thought of him as already being there in that mold, which honestly it isn't terrible if Thomas Pannone ends up as a reliever, just as part of a rotation squeeze. Uh, I come him early this season to uh, potential Brett Cecil, which Brett Cecil was a former starter who didn't work out very well aside from that one year, but he made the shift to reliever and was really good for the Blue Jays, enough to get a ridiculous contract from St. Louis in the offseason that now looks really bad. So, you know, uh, getting getting a Cecil in the bullpen isn't a bad idea. They may already have one in Jaime Garcia, which... Oh, back-to-back Jaime Garcia mentions. We're on fire today. But, no, I will be looking to see what Pannone can do. This is going to be Baltimore's best chance to get a win in this series. So, if they don't want to look absolutely foolish, 
even more than they already do, I know. Uh, this is going to be their opportunity. If they can get to Pannone early, um, they can they can really unsettle him, then Baltimore has a chance. But I, I like Toronto to complete the sweep. They've, they've just dominated Baltimore all year. And yeah, I'm... I will be watching right after I finish up this recording, which we are at the end of today's Locked on Blue Jays podcast episode. So just a reminder, if you are not following this podcast on iTunes or Google Play, why the heck aren't you? It's It makes it so much easier to get daily Blue Jays goodness into your ear holes, into your brain, however you want to consume it. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnJays, and you can follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18, that's neoac one uh, As usual, Fan Friday is coming up at the end of the week, so be sure to get those comments in, anything you want to talk about. We are going to be coming off an off day, so that's, you know, it's always, it's always fun to come off the Thursday off day. There's no Blue Jays games to talk about, so let me know what whatever... Y'all want to discuss, and it can be from any spectrum of MLB. I'm not picky. I can talk about the Blue Jays. I can talk about the Diamondbacks. I can talk about the White Sox. However you want to play it, we can play it. It's an episode dedicated to you, the fan, so I want to hear from you. You can get at me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. I, I have an idea on what we might talk about, actually. On, on one of the podcasts and it involves other teams so we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow but for now i just want to thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of locked on blue jays episode number 97 100's coming up next week and we're gonna have someone on for that very special interview i hope you guys are are ready for that i'll be announcing it probably next week when it happens so uh, for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Blue Jays, I've been your host, Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening, and y'all take care. <laughs>